0: Boss Man Show. Talk about weekly, weekly saving with my man JC Smith. Catch us always at BossManShow.com. New website, new links, new distributors got it going on at BossManShow.com. JC, what's good, bro? The Boss, what's going on, man? Man, not much, man. Looking forward to MLK Day weekend here, man. But, bro, this is what I don't like, bro, about MLK Day weekend sent MLK on flyers, bro, like, for real, or with rings on his fingers. Like, we have blackified MLK, put him on club flyers, man. I, I I can't dig that part of MLK Day weekend. The sales are good, but the, the flyers and, the, and doing them up like that, man, I can't get with that, bro.
1: Hey, man, you got to love our people, man. <laughs> got to love it. Got to love it. You got that
0: right. Now, bro. We know LeBron front run a front-runner, bro. How do you feel about him being a Cowboy fan, allegedly? Then going to be a Browns fan, the Browns style. When now he's pulling a stoop dog in, he in a Rams' locker room now carrying a man purse. Hey, what bro. is your thoughts as a Cowboy fan and how LeBron just put a stoop dog in and went front-running on you now?
1: You all know, always question LeBron's fandom anyway when it came to the Cowboys. I never thought that was... a. Uh... Uh, true blue. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always do. You know, of course, you know, any team that is winning, he going he gonna to pretty much, you know, you know ride their tips. So, I, I wasn't surprised at all to hear about him in the uh, Rams locker room. You know what I'm saying? Um, He's in, he's in L.A. He's the L.A. guy now. So, it only seemed, you know, fitting for him to be able to go over there. You know, he was going to play both sides. Anyway, the Cowboys won. He going to be in the Cowboys locker room. They lost. The Rams won. And vice versa, man. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't trip. I wasn't surprised at all about it.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I know that everybody helps you. But bro, before we get to, to the new games, how was out the party at Mule? I'm not going to remember what clicks after that game because I know it had to put a, a dash on a lot of of your customers because I know a lot of people in Memphis are either Cowboys or still Pittsburgh fans.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know. It, it, uh... It sucked, but we had a good time anyway, the Cowboy <laughs> fans that were there. You know, one what, what thing we always going to do, no matter the outcome of the actual game, we going to always win the party. Like, we are undefeated. We are 16-0 <laughs> when it comes to out-partying, the other fan clubs, man. That's, that's what we. That's, I guess when you have the Super Bowl over 20, 24 years, you got to win something, man. So we're going to always win the party, man. So we had a good time Saturday night. Yeah,
0: um, I do remember the the first cowboy party I went to, 2012, when the Cowboys played the Falcons, and was it was bad. Yeah, but that party was man it was out there in the marshaling y'all, I'm <laughs> at, at you, the Georgia Dome.
1: I'm telling <laughs> you, like cowboy fans' party, like <laughs> no other.
0: So yes, I can definitely re- re- recall those days. Now we got tomorrow, bro, NC inter- inter- Championship game, kicking off. Rams and Saints. Um, the Rams ran the ball very well with CJ Anderson, who looks very big, like a like he like a small Mike Tobert out there. Yeah. Todd Gurley ran the ball on the Cowboy defense, who was known not the run. They, they stopped Seattle the week prior, like they they brought up Chris Carson and Mike Davis, J.D. McKissick, and those boys in Seattle. But the Rams ran right over them. Both got over over a hundred yards rushing. And the Saints barely beating the Eagles on a Alshon Jeffrey drop as they were trying for a two minute one in the fourth quarter there. Because the Saints, Bob May, could have won the game with Drew Bees being who he is. But the Eagles would have went up in that game if Jeffrey made that catch and they kept their draft where they managed it just right. Because you don't want to really get Breeze the ball with time on the clock. But. So, this matchup is going to be real interesting. They played early this year. The Rams was about to keep to leave. They, they got gas in the running game and the passing game, but the Rams made it close. You know, they made some, some questionable calls, going fake field goals, missing field goals, and going forward and not making it. So, it, could, it was definitely a good game, bro. So, look at this matchup with the Rams and the Saints.
1: How do you see this shaking out of the Superdome on Sunday? Man, you know what? I mean, so far, you know, these playoffs, you know, other than the wild card round, these playoffs are pretty much gone chalk. You know what I'm saying? As far as, you know, uh, the one seed, two seed, you know, matching up in these championship games, it's pretty much gone as expected there, and that, and that lets you know that home field means something. You know, home field advantage means something. So, you know, even the Saints, you know, came out kind of rusty. I think you know the whole uh, the whole uh rest versus rust debate. You know, I think that you saw rest help the Rams and Russ, you know, hurt the Saints early on in that first half and part of that third quarter. You know, um, but the, the the Saints they they've got that game uh, over now between the Eagles and they came out rusty. They were able to kind of, you know, they were the better team. They kind of willed themselves to a victory. And I still I still think of Alshon Jeffrey if Alshon Jeffrey the catches they've had and the Eagles score. Or whatever on that drive, the Saints would probably still came down the field, keep the field goal uh, to win that game, man. Um, but like I said, the two best teams in the NFC now squaring off this Sunday. And I expect home field to, you know, to play a big part in this one also. I think the Saints are going to win it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a close game early on, but I think the Saints, they'll, they'll, they'll find a way to kind of make this like maybe a 10 point game, uh, 10, 14 point game uh, to finish it off, man, with some big plays uh, from Michael Thomas and company there. Uh, the Rams to hang in there. Gurley will be effective. Those weapons they have, they'll, they'll all be effective. But the Saints are, are the better team. And, you know, they beat them in the regular season. I think they'll find a way to do it again in, in uh, the conference championship game on Sunday. Yes, indeed. He's picky.
0: He has the Saints going to come into Atlanta to see us in a couple of weeks' time after his week's games. And also we got the AFC championship game. It's going to be very cold out there in Kansas City, bro. It's going to be very cold the Patriots come to town for the Chiefs. Uh, the Patriots dominated the Chargers. I thought they were going to handle the Patriots, but the Chargers played zone the entire time. I get you want to play zone against Tom Brady. We just have to blitz him to put pressure on him. You just can't sit back and, you know, play zone the whole time That come coming through his zone. He's going to eat alive. alive. Uh, Gus Bradley did not make any adjustments in that regard. Patriots ran all over them boys and blew him out early. It was over early. The Chiefs, Took a, a, took a game, Colts team in the snow there, wore them out. Terry missed the field goal, missed an extra point. Could have been a little bit different if depending on the, how, how the Colts played late in that game. So, bro, with it being so cold, I don't see it being a shootout. I like think it would be if it was a little bit warmer. So, I, do, I want the Chiefs to win, but I feel like the Chiefs not equipped to play that cold weather brawling kind of football that you need to win in 15-degree weather on Sunday night in Kansas City. And I feel like where, have, where this is where having home field is going to kind of be a disadvantage right now because the Patriots are more equipped for, for brittle cold than the Chiefs. I so love that that air out with Tyree killing and those boys and well, a, a faulty track. It
1: puts them down a little bit there, an arrowhead. Eight straight. Eight straight AFC championship game with Memphis's when you're talking about the New England Patriots, like this is that time of the year, man, where, you know, you think, you know, during the regular season, you know, we were talking about the Patriots are dead, Tom Brady is through. But it's something about the postseason and the Patriots, they just always find a way, you know. They don't have uh, as much talent as they had years past on paper, but they always find a way. Like they're running game now. You know, with Sonny, with Sonny Michelle and James White catching passes out of the backfield, that's a deadly combination, you know, what they got going on right now uh, up there in Foxborough. So, I think them going into Kansas City this weekend, like you said, the, the weather, uh, looking at like a 10 degrees, uh, game time temperature, like that's perfect. You know, it's right up there, Alex Tom Brady. You know, is one of the greatest cold weather quarterbacks of all time. You know, when you, when you look at the numbers and everything. So, I think – the experience versus the youth of a Patrick Mahomes, you know, first time in this situation. He'll be back in the situation plenty of times, you know, with that Chiefs team in the future. But I think the weather, like I said, don't play a factor, man. It kind of, it's going to kind of neutralize what Mahomes can do out there as far as throwing that ball vertically um, out there, man. I think it's going to be a ground-and-pound game, and it's going to be the Wiley veterans, you know, the Patriots, once again, finding a way, man, finding a way out of no way and making another uh, Super Bowl appearance.
0: So, yeah, from JC, Saints, Patriots will be here in Atlanta. I hope it's the other way around, be Chiefs and Rams personally. I don't want Saints in my building or <laughs> the Patriots in my building after having to have them look at the Super Bowl the way I did. So, I'm like, I'm good on that. Now, let's turn to basketball, bro. The Mavs are looking at Troy Dan Smith Jr. already because he does not feel with Luka Doncha, Timmy Rick Carl, button heads already. And. What are your thoughts on how, in just a year or two, Dennis Smith Jr. Has already, dude, Luca has already played himself out of Dallas with Luca's development and out of Rick Carlisle and Mark Cuban's plans going forward?
1: You know, it's crazy when you think about it. Um, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. being the uh, the darling just last year, you know saying, getting a lot of Ricky the Year hype and buzz there uh, as a candidate last year, and just that quickly, you know, the tables have turned, man, with Luca coming in. I mean, I think everybody knew he was going to be an uh, okay player. I don't think nobody saw him having this type of success so so early in his career. And it's a situation where, you know, the Mavericks, uh, can they, they stand to really benefit, you know, by trade Dennis Smith. If I'm in front office of the, office and the other Mavericks, I'm definitely, you know, trying to find the best offer for him because, you know, it only made sense at this point to go forward with Luka because he can do more than, you know, with Dennis Smith Jr. can. So, Dennis Smith Jr. has to realize, man, you got to be professional, man. You got to be professional, you know, um, as far as the business, you know, there's a guy that, you know, quite frankly, is a better player than you are. You know, he, of course, Dennis Smith Jr. is more athletic and, you know, um, fast and all that. But just the effect that Luka has on the game right now, it's kind of phasing out what Dennis Smith Jr. can do for them. So if I'm Dennis Smith Jr., you know, I'm like, hey, okay, if you guys want to move me, just go you know, move me to the best possible situation where, you know, where he could be successful. And I think that's the, that's the best thing for both parties going forward because Luka is definitely the future, you know, future of the Mavericks. And Ben Smith Jr., you know, it's just part of the course, man. You got to take your lumps. You know, he, he he will be a good player, but I don't see him being on that Mavericks roster, you know, um, much further than, than past the season.
0: Yeah, it's sad see how chicken can train so fast in sports. And it's that fast. You're the darling and you're the devil just that fast because of bringing in a, a more talented guy than yourself and you don't want to accept the role. And I get it. We all got egos. We all got we all got the beliefs about our abilities. And we don't want to I I step back. We don't have to, per se. So I get the young man's thoughts and his plight. But, so tell you, I got to kind of bite the bullet here. But his agent's trying to get him out of Dallas. We hear Orlando's an option, the Utah Jazz is an option. Charlotte, not nah, team's interested in doing it. Mass going a first round pick for him. Or because he's he's on that cheap contract, so you gotta be like a first round pick or of some supplemental parts, you know, to make them work salary salary cap wise. So let's we'll see what Dan Smith Junior going on and bro, James Harden going off like crazy oh, without like Chris Paul. Yeah. I mean he's scoring the ball like a machine with Paul out, Gordon out, Capella out. Uh the West is very stacked right now with just James Harden and the band going. Can him alone keep them guys afloat to make one eight season in the playoffs Or Or you think they may need CPP to get healthy, Tucker and those boys and Gordon just so they can Maybe get an AC to play Golden State and get swept uh, or beat first round in like four or five games there. How are you feeling about the Rockets' chances of just being Harden and a, a bunch
1: of nobodies? Man, here's my thing, bro. Like, of course, James Harden's putting up ridiculous numbers. You know what I'm saying? He broke Kobe's streak, you know, uh, with um, uh 30, 30 point score plus, uh, you know, what oh, 17, 18 games in a row there and, 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 and counting, you know, broke Kobe's streak and everything. But, my thing is, what he's doing is hollow. It's hollow to me. Because when Kobe put up those numbers, the Lakers, you know, were uh, a team contending for a title. When Jordan put up those numbers, the, you know, the Bulls were a team that's contending for a title. Can you honestly feel like, do you honestly feel like the, the Rockets at this point are contending for a title, or are they contending to make the playoffs? No. You know, yeah. That's, Just that's, the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's my thing, man. He's, he's got to wear down at some point. He's human. James Harden is phenomenal. I, I, he's MVP to me at this point. He is. But gonna be the same old, same old when it comes to playoffs and somehow, some way the Rockets are just not able to get over the hump? They had their best opportunity they may ever have last year when they had the chance and, and quite frankly, should have knocked off Golden State if uh, CP3 doesn't get hurt, you know, with the hamstring and everything in the playoffs last year. But to me, even with a healthy CP3, a healthy Gordon, a healthy Capella, they still have no chance. Of beating Golden State, I think I think Harden's going to be flat. Dead tired from having to carry the load, carry this burden, all these points he's putting up. You know, towards uh, come playoff time, I think that he's going dis- to disappear come playoff time, and it's all it's going to be because you know he's he's worn out.
0: Yeah, he's gas and D'Antoni's teams wear out because D'Antoni only plays to actually play eight men, so they wear down. He only plays eight guys pretty much. Exactly. Sometimes seven. Tony wears his own guys out by not going deep in his
1: bench. D'Antoni is like the offensive version of uh, what's my guy who just got fired from Minnesota, the coach, uh, Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, yeah, he's like the offensive version of, of Tom Thibodeau to the point where he has a short rot- short rotation, but because he plays his guys so hard for so long, they're gonna wear out, man. That's what's gonna happen to the Rockets in playoff time. Matter of fact. Let's say the Rockets get like a seven seed or six C and avoid Golden State. I'm not so sure. did the, the Rockets get get to get to, to see Golden State? I think they, they probably get knocked off before that.
0: Yeah, because you got to play the Denver OKC in two or three.
1: Exactly. And right now, I think, of course, Denver and OKC have a better team on paper. So I'm not so sure that if the Rockets get to that point. Maybe they they you know find a way to kind of tank towards the end to where they can stay in the AC. But if you're a seven C or six C and you got to go against Denver. Go
2: to Oklahoma City if you
1: the
0: Rockets. I'm not sure if I like my chances in the series. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it might not look good for the Rockets going forward. They're going to need you to make a move or two to give them some help. And even that ain't going to help. So it's kind of like they're screwed either way they go, they're screwed.
1: Exactly, bro.
0: No doubt. Well, folks, this is JC, and me and the boss, man. Before we go, JC, tell the people what you got going on tonight at clicks as you prepare for championship weekend. Damn Games the Clicks I get the fans ready for a great Sunday coming up here tomorrow.
1: Hey man, MLK weekend is going down. I have a dream, boss. I have a dream that all my people in the city of Memphis will be coming to click tonight. It's going down free admission till five to admission till five. Free admission till ten, because you will probably be there until <laughs> about five in the morning. We're <laughs> gonna be there till about five in the morning. Yes. MLK weekend, man. Y'all come on out. Free admissions at 10 p.m. We're going to be rocking all night long. Great tree specials, great food. Uh, like I said, free till 10, $5 admission after 10 o'clock. It's going down, man. We're going to have contracts. We got Trust Us Records contracts on deck ready for you to sign, man, because we're looking for artists on this MLK weekend, man. We're going to take somebody to the top. Trust Us Records, baby. You can't trust me. You can't trust none of us. And you better
0: believe in that, folks. That J.C. The, the Boss Man Show. So catch us every week at bossmanshow.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, everywhere you listen to your on-demand free radio or podcast. Check out The Boss Man Show. And thank you to our FM Flips as well, who care the show each Saturday and Sundays on The Boss Man Network. Folks, J.C. The Boss Man, we are out.
5: athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach T. 24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams 24
0: the boss man show i'll be joined by the head coach of the austin p governors their 5-0 and ovc play. their coach matt figure coach how's it things going up there in eastern illinois
2: today man yeah we just had a little practice uh get, getting ready to play uh eastern illinois tomorrow and and um you know we uh, we we keep figuring out a way to win games on the road so uh you know uh road wins aren't easy to come by and then and, and we've won our last three so I'm, I'm i'm pretty pleased to to be able to start out league play 5 and 0
0: Exactly, Coach. I was going to talk to you about that first. Like, What what has been the key factors for you? I know you guys had some injuries when I saw you in December. You, had, you was down to eight guys there. You know, had a lot of adversity this preseason, non-conference schedule-wise with injuries and whatnot. So what's been the key factors for you and your staff and your team to get this 5-0 start, get through non-conference with a, a, a record that was positive at 8-5 there? So what, what's, all, what's all been working good for you guys despite the adversity you
2: faced this year? Well, uh, you know, it's been one of those things that uh, through injuries and adversity, you know, a lot of times um, they always talk about adversity, builds character, what kind of defines your character. And, and, uh, you know, throughout different parts of the season, we've been down seven, eight guys. And, and, uh, you know, those kids that that I had, they they, they learned how to grow and then they had to grow fast. And then, you know, the healthier we started to get, the 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 more bodies we had things like that and uh you know we've actually been been fortunate we've won 11 out of our last 12 games so uh just a mixture of health and 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 and, and facing some of the challenges of being on the road and and going through some of this adversity early on you know we lost a couple games in overtime on the road and, and we lost a game that we were down with, with seven scholarship players that we come back and played the team that we lost to and, you know, beat them by 15 points. So, um, you know, just it, it just it, 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 made our kids mature faster than, than probably what they would have if if we'd have been going through a whole uh, season with a full roster. So, it, it's been very beneficial
0: and coach like you said, it made your team deeper it hardened your kids it gave your kids belief and confidence that even if your guys are down by 10 second half you can still come back you can persevere and dig deep and and now your guys have no excuse to when they, when you've pushed them in practice to push them in games they they can dig deep they've they've shown they can do it and you expect it from them going forward
2: yeah no it's um it's one of these deals that like every situation we've been in um especially when the moment gets hard um they, I just tell them you guys have been here before you, it's, it's, it's not new. It's, it's, it's not something that you, there's panic or anything like that. It's just, you know, we, we, we figure out what we got to do. And, and, uh, uh, it's, it's really helped us in conference because, you know, our conference schedule is a little crazy and, you know, we're doing a, we're finishing up the fourth game of a four game road swing. You know how the NBA does, you know, they go on the road for three, four five games and, and, uh, you know they're not always easy, so you travel and, and things like that. But but the, our kids have been put in these situations so many times that uh, you know it, it's a it's not a new thing for them. So there's no panic.
0: Exactly, and then coach, like I was telling my, my producer earlier. Uh, you guys' could, record could be so much better, but you lost some close in games. You've been in every game that you lost, and it's only one game you really got blown out real good. That happens every. Some days it's not. It's not not your day. It happens. But pretty much in the four losses you had, you were close in those games. Things could have went either way. It was a couple of overtime losses. Y'all could be setting a different record, but still. You still where you are because what it happens with in oh, you guys' conference when that tournament in Evansville determines where you go to that big dance and or if you win the conference regular season you go to the NIT.
2: Yeah, no, I, that, and 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 uh, you know, uh, Jr. If it wasn't for some of the things that happened earlier, you know, I I don't know what we you know we get to this time of the year. And then the adversity sets in. I don't know how my team handles it, you know. So now I, I, I know exactly what my team is and, 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 and what they're capable of and what they're about, and, you know, how they act in hard moments. And, and, and so even though, yeah, I'd like to get at South Florida back, we're up three with under a minute to play. Yeah, I'd like to get Ohio back, we're up three with, 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 with under 147 to play. I mean, those games, I, you know, I, they could easily have been flipped on the on the left column, and it could have been wins. And uh, you know, we had one, one of the other games, we had a shot to tie the game, and we didn't make it, and you know, so those were three of our, our our five losses, and we we led for the majority of the game at, at Arkansas up until the, you know, last last stretch of the fourth uh, or the, of the second half, and you know, you'd like to get those back, but they've also help define you to get you at, at when you get into league play cuz it's the most important thing when you get into conference play outside of playing in the power 5 and if when you're in the power 5 you're trying to get to 500 that and I, I know that's so mediocre sounding but when you're in the SEC and the ACC Big 12 whatever you're trying to get to 500 or a game above 500 um, and the Ohio Valley or the Sun Belt or the SoCon or whatever you know, you're trying to win your regular season because you know you get an automatic uh, tournament burst into the NIT at least. And then you have three days that you have to be special. And, and you know, if you can get through those three days of being special, then you get a chance to go play in the big dance. And, um, you know, to this day, I've been doing this for 25 years, and maybe the, the, the most special thing that ever happened to me was in 2006 or 2005 at 2006 is when we won three games uh, in the Sunbelt Conference tournament to go and play uh, in the NCAA tournament. So It's a special thing if you can get, number one, get through the grind of your league, get to that tournament, and figure out a way to be one point better than your opponent for three straight days.
0: I hear that coach and coach, I was telling my guys here, I fear what you guys are being so good, non conference, starting off so well, guys are not gonna want to play you next year <laughs> quick come the non conference scheduling time. They go like Austin P nah, we're good on that. They're a little too good for us. We don't want to play those guys.
2: Well, scheduling's not easy, that's that's for sure, and and uh you know, it, it's it's one of those things, it's hard to find games in in Clarksville. So tell any year Guys down in down in Atlanta, if they want to come to the parks to, to play, we're we're more than happy to play anybody. That's that's kind of how it goes. But uh, you know, it it uh, it really it really builds your team now. It, and uh, having to go play in other people's buildings, other environments, and being away from your own bed, it it it, it toughens the soul. That's
1: for sure.
0: I hear that, Coach. Now, Coach. Now, for my listeners out here, because I got listeners, Coach, from California down here to Florida and Georgia, who may not know about your team the way I do. So, who have been some key guys in your roster that really stood out for you, and some guys who you, you can depend on every night that you know going to bring it for you every night out there when you guys play the OVC going forward here?
2: Well, you know, I, I've got a sophomore. One of, well, I've got probably one of the best mid-major players in the country, um, not only in the Ohio Valley Conference but in the country. A six-five kid named uh Terry Taylor, who was averaging, you know, eighteen points, nine and a half rebounds a game, and you know he just came off of uh, another big game for us last night with with uh, uh, thirty three and twelve. So uh, you know he's kind of the, the our, our go to guy when things are hard. But you know we've got a, we've got some kids that uh, we've got um, uh, an Albany, uh, Georgia native kid that started his career in Tennessee, Jabari McGee, who's six seven, who's real active. Uh, he's been playing really well for us. Uh, Chris Porter-Bunton has been, uh, he's our, our 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 tough guy, our leader on the floor. And, and then the guy who's carried us through some hard times is a kid named Zach Glotta, who made shots and, and stuff for us uh, early on during the season. But, uh, w- you know, we, we, we play like eight or nine guys, and I've got, uh, you know, guys who average from 17 points a game to about, to about you know nine, I got seven or eight guys. That average between seventeen and nine. So, we any night, a different night, we've got an option for someone to step up and score.
0: And I hear that. That's what you want, coach. Having in college basketball, having eight or nine guys you can depend on when it gets deep in February and March is really a key thing to have because some guys, you know, teams aren't like playing seven guys, they're going to depend on six and a half maybe, or five even, you know. And you have an option, you can go deeper in that. And when it gets to that tough time of year, having those options can win you know, in a one-game, elimination that scenario, that can put you over the top right there.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little different than, than some other coaches. Uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily start the best players. I, I like to um, – Kind of have a eight. I kind of, kind of, kind of call it my eight starters, man. I, I I put five to start the game, and then I've got three that come in during the you know between sixteen minutes and around that area when teams start getting a little tired. These guys are fresh, and um, you know they they're able to if we've got a lead to take it from five to twelve or whatever, and or if we're behind, they're able to come in and get the lead. So. Um, with it, everybody's real comfortable on our team right now knowing their roles.
0: And, and that's very key, Coach, because when you get guys to buy into their roles, Coach, you can only imagine what great things you can do as a team when guys know their roles and buy into it and trust in the system and they play together as one there.
2: Well, you well, you know that. You, you're around the Hawks all the time. You know the hardest thing for any, any person. And, and obviously in the NBA, everybody was, you know, the man. Or, or one of them of it. And, and and going to the NBA, you understand that there's only two or three players, you know, mostly the good teams have the big three and everybody else stands in corners. And, um, you know, that's the hardest thing for guys to learn is, is, is what is my role and, 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 accepting what my role is. Not everybody can be Batman. And, um, you know, that's the biggest thing I I learned this from doc rivers. I've heard him, speak several times and you know, um, one of the things he always says is that you know, man, be a if you're a young kid, do the things that nobody pays attention to and get yourself on the floor and then be a star at your role. Whatever your role is, whether that's rebounding, passing, defending, just be a star at your role, man. And that's kind of what I try to emphasize to our kids and, and you know, when, when we win, everybody gets the accolades. Uh, there's no good players on, there's no good players on bad teams. And, you know, people can score points and rebounds, but there's other areas of the game to help you win. And I try to emphasize that more than anything
0: doing a great job of it, coach, and coaching up there, Eastern Illinois, Jay's done a great job, with his team, to front conference, playing three and two, they they used to look like, they better than last year's team was, so what do you guys, see on film, from Eastern Illinois, and then Jay Spooner, and his guys there, and what can we expect, when we watch this game, on digital network, ESPN three tomorrow, when you guys play, against the, uh, Eastern Illinois, up there, in
2: Charleston. Well, uh, Jay's good at the, at the uh, he's, he's upgraded, uh, he's really good, at in, on the perimeter, uh, he's got a, sophomore guard named Max Smith and a sophomore guard named Josiah Wallace that are you know, both averaging around 15, 16 points a game. And he's got another uh, point guard, that uh, Sean Smith, that's, that's averaging double figures. So uh, we've got our hands full with him on the perimeter. They're skilled. They pass it, uh, shoot the three really well. Um, you know, He brought in a junior college kid uh, uh, from Vincennes, a 6'9 kid that you know, can put it on the deck, shoot, stretch it out. So uh, we've got to defend the three-point line, and, and, and uh, you know, he runs a lot of motion offense. So uh, we've got to be able to get to the ball and get to help and make sure they're not slipping on us and and, and rejecting screens. So it, it's going to – got our hands full, man.
0: Yeah, I hear that, coach. Coach, it's overall. I thought like the quality of basketball in your league has really improved. I, I think with you guys, Murray, Jacksonville State, Belmont, of course, Jay doing his job, good job there. You know, all, all the teams below you, all you 5 and 0 teams, still are good teams. They can still make hay in this conference play here. So, what do you think about the OBC and the quality of players, the quality of teams, the quality of coaching that you guys are showing night after night here, don't, the Thursday and Saturday nights here, that you guys got some quality things going on there in that league there?
2: Well, obviously, you know, uh, uh, the kid that's on everybody's radar uh, at at the NBA level is uh, the kid uh, Demetrius John Morant. You know, he's right now projected to go in the top four picks in the draft, and and, uh, Matt McMahon's done a really good job of assembling talent. And, and, you know, Belmont's always got players. Rick Bird's a Hall of Fame coach, and and, uh, he does a great job of, of developing players and they set the standard and uh you know just kind of like the like Gonzaga's done out of, out out on the West Coast conference you know of, of of setting the standards and raising the bar and you know they went through a period of time where you know every team they played in the league they're beaten by 20 25 30 points Well, so that's not happening now because you got teams like San Francisco you got teams like Loyola Marymount you got you know other teams like uh, St. Mary's and and BYU and stuff. So our league is very similar to that. Ray Harper does an unbelievable job and has won at Jacksonville State, wherever he's been. He's won at Jacksonville State. He's won at Western Kentucky. You know, he's won national championships, Kentucky Wesleyan. Uh, and, and and so when I came into this league last year, I knew that we had to, you know, not accept uh, just being mediocre, that those were the, the, the teams we had to challenge and, You know, this is the great thing about being at this level. Uh, Because we live in America, there are so many kids that go under the radar. Kids in the Atlanta area, kids in Texas, kids wherever, that may not be uh, SEC ability to start, but by the time they're juniors and seniors, they're SEC players. So what happens is this, this league is always filled with older kids. The teams that have the good teams have juniors and seniors, and they've got grown men. And so when grown men go out at 21, 22, 23 years old, and they play against 18, 19, that experience plays a part. And so that's why teams like Belmont and Murray State are able to go and play the UCLA's of the world or whatever and go and win. And, and so that, that's what we're, we're trying to put our, our, our team in that mix
0: then coach i want you to tell a story about my man on melvin hunt You call called money hunt so tell us a quick story about coach he'll he listen to the show he wants to hear he wants to hear you talk
2: about it <laughs> well you know i've known melvin for a long time uh back in the days he's run around you know uh melvin was a great recruiter at houston and and um you know he's been around and and, and melvin melvin always knew where all the all the kids were at man and and uh you know, he he was uh, he 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 always knew how to get a, get a kid to, to to come to his school, man. And and uh, you know, uh, I, Melvin likes to tell stories, and Melvin likes to talk. But but Melvin is money when it comes to recruiting.
0: I tell you what, Coach, I love talking to him on, on the buses and planes. Man, he keeps me entertained all the time with his stories and how he just loves to talk, man. He, I said, I told him he's on, he needs his own show too. So, Carson, you need your own radio show as well. When you got a coach, he's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs>
6: <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: well, yes indeed now coach well i, I guess i'm against this week who you got super bowl in atlanta, atlanta here in a couple of weeks who do you got coach rams saints patriots chiefs who you got real quick coach the
2: from a rooting interest i would like to i would like to see a rematch of uh rams Chiefs. i thought that was the most entertaining football game of this season the regular season game but uh you know, uh, New Orleans es- escaped against Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, it sucked. My man, Al Jeffrey dropped that ball. I know he, he, uh, he put that, he put that on his back. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady, man. It's hard to bet against Drew Brees. I think at the end of the day, you know, you're going to have, uh, everybody from New Orleans up there migrating to Atlanta. and it's hey, we don't leave that coast. We don't want that, <laughs> coach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're going to have Houdat versus the Evil Empire, I think, man. Yeah, both teams we
0: both hate here the most in Atlanta will be coming, unfortunately. I don't want to be like you, coach, Chiefs and Rams, but I feel like it's going to be Saints and Patriots, and I'm going to, have to deal with Deal with it all week, <laughs> next week. But coach, I will yeah, see I you next Thursday because I got I'm going to the Pro Bowl, but I'm coming to see you guys play Tennessee State first on Thursday. So Perfect. I'll be up there on Thursday to see you play for the first time up there. Well,
2: we'll, 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 we'll get up here to Clarksville, man, and uh, we got you a great seat
0: Yes, indeed. Well, coach, thank you for your time today. Great, best luck against Eastern tomorrow, coach. And we'll talk to you down the road, coach. Best luck to you. Thank you for your friendship as well, coach.
2: Thank you, pal. You have a good night.
0: All right, folks is Matt figure on the boss man
4: show
1: is on the
5: and AthleticsConsulting.com Once again, www.AcademicsAndAthleticsConsulting.com Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at CoachTWheel24 or Instagram, TravisLWilliams24 or you can call me at four zero four.
1: Dites on the
4: beat
0: all right, folks, back on the Boss Man Show. Time for Bad Takes with Jay Monique and the Boss Man. We appreciate all the love you show us on Boss Man Show. And partners, we love what you all are doing on the Bad take segment. Jay, what's up with you? Hey,
6: what's going
0: on? Oh, not much. Another week and another day, another dollar of where bad takes begin even worse takes. I think the takes I've heard this week or worse than last week's take, so I'm going to let you go and start with this horrible take about the Bird Box Challenge going south in Utah.
6: All right, yeah, it did go south. A Blindfolded Utah team crashed a car doing the Bird Box Challenge. Mm -hmm. And I'm not quite sure if everybody knows what the Bird Box Challenge is, but that's pretty much being blindfolded.
0: So, hold on.
6: Now, being blindfolded while driving a car, that's not a good idea.
0: Yeah, I was talking to stop you. So, you mean tell me a jabroni (laughs) was blindfolded and got behind the wheel of a car? Mm Mm-hmm. And this is a challenge. Yep. See, first of all, I think all challenges are bad takes. That's just my personal opinion. (laughs) Most challenges go bad fast and they they, they seem cool at first and then they go bad but to blindfold yourself behind a moving weapon which a car is a <laughs> weapon with no control so you'll end up in poles you'll end up in a casket you'll end up on social media with a picture, picture on your face all scratched up in a, in a box lowered you into the, to the ground and if you somehow survive and not go that route been on the jumpsuit with my man from last week who stole the cop bikes outside of the, of the cop station. So, mm-hmm. b- before you even delve into the story, Jay, we've already got to the point of bad takes beginning the worst takes already with the statement one. <laughs> yep, so, yeah. yep. So, so, I'll let you finish the story, but I had to stop you because out my mouth was blown by that just first statement you made. <laughs>
6: oh yeah i feel you uh well there were no injuries from the accident surprisingly uh one truck had its passenger side bumper bent inward while the entire driver's side of a honda hrv was smashed uh that's pretty much all that happened uh with the uh with this story so the bird box challenge has went viral on social media and it's inspired by the netflix movie bird box starring sandra Bullock. and in the movie characters have to move about the outside world wearing blindfolds to avoid looking at an unseen monster that forces people to kill themselves In the viral challenge participants attempt to do ordinary things while blindfolded which again is dangerous for obvious reasons
0: <laughs> exactly
6: now they yeah. said ordinary things. It doesn't mean get in the car blindfolded. Like that's dangerous. So does that
0: mean like take a bath blindfolded? You no, know, put some microwave blindfolded. Try to cook right. soup blindfolded. Try to do your work blindfolded, maybe. Throw bags, blindfolded. You know, be a fake reality. (laughs) No bags, blindfolded. (laughs) Be a fake reality from four seconds blindfolded. Have a a granny five wig on your head as a grown man, (laughs) blindfolded. So, or be a a grown man who's near forty talking about world tours. Still, they ain't going nowhere past Illinois. I'm just saying. That is the bird box challenge of (laughs) ignorance. Those are ordinary things. Hey, Jay, what did y'all let us? These are ordinary people. They don't know which way to go, so they need to retire and take it slow.
6: <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, what ordinary things.
6: Gonna... That's like what you said. You know, just doing stuff. You know, regular random stuff around the house or whatever. Like things that don't involve injuring yourself or other people.
0: Yeah. First of all, we need to stop taking shows so seriously. Look, it's fiction. It's not real life. That's why, I've you known, it reminds me of those, remember those Pokemon Go players who'd been in the middle street playing Pokemon Go, that's a little phase. Yep, like I sure
6: months. do remember that.
0: Like, for two months, people's in the middle of the streets, middle of parking lot just playing Pokemon, go trying to the fire, Pikachu. that Pokemon. Pikachu, you. Yep. like for real. We're.
6: I never actually po- played it, but I heard of a bunch of people going around playing it.
0: Yeah, it's embarrassing. It means you're Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god you are a loser <laughs> so if you're a grown man or if you're a child of the age of 12 you're a pokemon go you're a loser okay you need to grow, grow up and go to and get grow up and go to hell if you play pokemon go but yeah the bird bow challenge is not a good idea from what i'm hearing and also netflix is going up about two dollars jay from $11, 13 bucks for Netflix. Now, I don't have Netflix, but you know, $2 make different difference from people who are shut down from the government. that are in their right now. They can't afford their Netflix anymore. So, Netflix is going to buy $2 people. Just, just, just be aware. you want to make, make, make oh, that money sucks. Off, man. Off, off your candy asses. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, you know, now, what else you got for us, DJ? Uh, on this bad take edition here. What takes have gotten worse already.
6: There's a man who tried to sneak a snake onto a plane in his pants.
0: It didn't bite Johnson off? Uh,
6: no, I do not think so. Um, what's going on here is that custom officers at a German airport said an attempted snake smuggler had... Wow hid a snake inside his pants. And this is a 43-year-old grown man who did this, and he attempted to catch a flight to Israel from Berlin, and it caught the attention of airport security workers when they noticed an unusual protrusion in his pants. So they noticed his pants kind of like protruding outwards, and that's when, you know... And it
0: wasn't because he was sorry, he was it <laughs> 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 He didn't see a, a rack of... a, a rack or of- a backside and get him aroused obviously
6: (laughs) so when they checked on him they discovered a small cloth bag hidden inside the man's pants and it contained a 16 inch long bowl of constructor wow he could have been dead from that is he insane
0: (laughs) are you gonna put them things in your pants Who, who love to squeeze and kill
6: are you kidding me they sure do they squeeze their prey they sure do
0: I thought you can get through customs with that? You going to get arrested? <laughs> Once again, I don't condone crime or stupidity. But if you must be as stupid, you have to realize I'm not gonna get, get through with this. I can't. Who let me through? Who's gonna believe that I have that that big of a Johnson or a big of a stiffy to get through customs? Like, sir, that you're not excited. There's something else going on exactly like, like what I can't believe these people and how they really think this is the way with these, these schemes like at least think your take out but, but that, I guess we wouldn't have a, a segment Jay if people actually thought their takes out
6: exactly we wouldn't be talking about them
0: right now like you put a stake in your pants now, no know us people have joked about having a pipe in our pants and all that kind of stuff. Just talk, just talk a joke to females and each other. That's just to be having have had that ego win, but come on, for real. And she put a snake in your pants. And he thought we were going to do custom with that. My, my, my.
6: Yeah, he thought this was a good idea. And my thing is, is, like, first of all, I'm scared of snakes. I don't care if it's poisonous or not. I don't care if it's a boa or just your regular garden snake. I hate snakes, Period. So,
0: if, if, if Phil would have said he had a garden snake in his pants, I still would have been shocked. Like, man, you had a snake in your pants. You could put a garden snake in a backpack or something and get, maybe smuggle it that way. But going through your pants, though, see, you probably say, I, I didn't know it was in my bag. I not know he was in the bag. I not know about that. You can play it up. Mm-hmm. But if it's in your pants, it's on you. It's kind of like having contraband on you. It's on you. If it's in a bag or something, like wow, well, somebody had my bag, or you can, you can kind of play it off a little bit. You have room. You have room to lie. Pretty much what I'm saying. Right. But if you got it on 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 you in your pants, well, you ain't got much room to lie. Cause you're on. You it's really on don't. you. It's on you. He could squeeze you your life out of you, sir. And once again, nothing. You can't trust a snake.
6: No, you they, can't. That's why they're called snakes.
0: It's like, so. You have an animal, or whatever it is, you can't
6: trust.
0: <laughs> they're, they're animals, right? Ain't they? Are they animals?
6: <laughs> they're reptiles.
0: Reptiles, okay. A non human, a non us thing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> see that's actually a good take now (laughs) who would have thought that would become a good take finally
6: (laughs) finally all this time later
0: (laughs) it's actually a decent take for this they're not human they're not non-us things why would you want that on you like that I'm not exactly I don't want gerbils hamsters mice ferrets Parrots, other kind of birds, animals, whatever the hell they are. Why do you want to carry them playing with you? Why do you even want them? What purpose do they why? serve? Look, I, I don't mean like some animal hater. But I didn't answer the question, Jay. What purpose do animals serve for humans besides? so
6: <laughs> well, most animals I'm not quite sure, but there are certain animals where they do serve a purpose, like to some people, especially dogs some people who are blind that have the guide dogs they help guide them yes, around they so, yes, or people I who agree. are just emotional
0: yes i agree with guide dogs service dogs yes they are sort of purpose but random ferrets and hamsters gerbils mice snakes they don't do anything that i think snakes anybody. is
6: the worst one
0: and i know a guy in miami who's a little snake dude he has like eight snakes I won't go to his house and they crawl around his house like they're just running the place that's
6: oh true. wow that's,
0: yeah I'm like sir I'm good I'm not coming to your house
6: screw you nope I wouldn't either
0: uh, I don't want to shake your hand don't talk to me <laughs> These guys just in, in the media business that I know and I'm like nah oh ah, okay nah. I'm not doing that sir, I'm not hanging around you don't want your snake hands or snake slime on me, I don't want that juju on me sir so, yeah snakes in the pants What snake finish Johnson off, how about that he would he would have deserved it, a snake guy so folks that's the segment of bad takes we got more boss man show boss report coming up for you after the break Jane the boss man we here check us out always bossmanshow.com we out